0: Well, 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 here we are at the first episode of my podcast, Your Unconscious is Showing. My name is Dr. Courtney Tracy. As a licensed clinical social worker, a doctor of clinical psychology, a graduate school professor, an online mental health educator, and a multi-mental health business owner, I feel more than qualified to do a podcast on mental health and the workings of the mind. However, that's simply not what called me to do this. I found that the voice inside my head is one that needs to be shared with others. The voice that I developed from a very young age that to this day continues to do nothing but whisper truths about myself, my life, and the people around me all day, every day. Perhaps if I get this voice out of my head and into the ears of people who can benefit from it, then I can get some peace of mind. To be clear, I do benefit from my mind, but others deserve to hear it too. As far back as I can remember, I could sense, no, I could see clearly and what felt like against my will, the unconscious motives, mechanisms, and egoic workings of the people around me. Everywhere I walked, every conversation I heard, their unconscious was showing. I knew why I was doing what I was doing, what I was saying, and what I was thinking and feeling. And I could see the inner workings of other people too. It was honestly deafening. And very quickly, I began to despise the world around me and the world within me. I wanted to run from it, and I did, for decades. This podcast is not going to be dreadful, but it's also certainly not going to be chipper. It's going to be real, raw, honest, authentic truths about the fact that, whether you like it or not, your unconscious is showing. It's screaming at you and at everyone around you, loud and clear. But don't worry, so is everybody else's. For me, even knowing everything I do and seeing and hearing everything I see and hear beneath what's come to be known as the day-to-day of our lives, what's held me back and still can some days is non-acceptance of my known truths, of everything that lies within my unconscious, my subconscious. This podcast is meant to tell you the truth, to help you see where your unconscious is showing and how to do something about it. It's truly the only way I have healed, am healing, and could ever heal in the future. The first episode of this podcast is going to focus on where it all began for me, and likely for you, on developmental trauma, and how our being is chiseled into something that we have no control over, starting from a very young age. you have a diagnosis and you're an adult, or hell, even if you're a late teenager, I'd really like to start off this episode by telling you that your diagnoses are not what you are or what you have. So many of us are diagnosed with mental health disorders over the course of our lifetimes, starting from when we're just young children. We are so misunderstood by everyone, including ourselves. We label ourselves as adults, ourselves as children, and everyone we see around us in one way or another. Because this episode is focusing on developmental trauma, it's vital that you know that the children around you and the child within you, the child that struggled to feel seen, heard, respected, loved, and valued matters. Our children matter. And a significant amount of the daily adult struggles that we experience in our lives result from a society and a family structure that really just doesn't get that. And maybe some people do get that our children matter and that our inner child matters, but most people's lives aren't set up in a way where they even have time to pay attention to what really matters in life. When we are children and we're developing, we experience so many difficult things in our lives. We experience abuse and we experience neglect. And that makes it hard for us to pay attention and to connect with other people. And to want to engage in the typical experiences that children who don't go through the difficult things that we get to go through in life experience, like pure laughter and real familial love. And then we're labeled with a diagnosis. And even if we're not labeled with a diagnosis, we label ourselves as certain things versus other things. We placate our pain and make it into something that we're born with and have to get used to when we don't. We just don't have to do that. And we're not born with our pain most of it anyways. The experiences that we have as children significantly alter our being literally down to our epigenetics. Our environment and the situations that we are exposed to as children change us. The amount of stress that our mothers are exposed to when we are in the womb contributes directly to the modification of over a thousand of our genes. It is so important that we tell ourselves and remind ourselves that the trauma that we've experienced as children has triggered actual biochemical changes in our bodies and in our minds to the point where who we think we may be today is not actually who we are and who we would have been if this developmental trauma did not occur. We have to validate ourselves and we have to understand that the pain that we feel today And the parts of ourselves that don't feel very unique to us, but more so feel assigned to us by the pain and the trauma that we experience when we are children, are not us. We are allowed to free ourselves and find ourselves outside of who we have become due to our childhood and developmental trauma. In addition to the stress and trauma we experience as children, Our relationships with our mothers have really played a role in the personality that we have today as adults. When we feel scared or lost as children, our innate response is to run back to our mother or our caregivers to protect us and to remind us that there are places on this planet and places in our lives where we can feel safe. The trouble comes in when our mothers or our fathers or our caregivers are the causes of our fear and, or the causes of our feeling disconnected and ultimately alone, even in a family unit, taking that even a step further. Once our family system is no longer the primary source of our understanding of the world, then we fall into peer relationships. And usually peer relationships should provide us with the same type of empathetic and understanding mirroring that allows us to develop calmly and openly internally. The main issue here is that when we have peers who have troubled family dynamics, then that in turn provides us with troubled peers that causes us to have troubled peer dynamics, meaning it's all really one big jumbled mess. And most of it is directly related to the fact that we don't know how to get along with other people and we don't know how to get along with ourselves. We simply don't know how to really connect with people starting from a very young age because we weren't connected within our family unit. And our peers weren't either. Developmental trauma includes so many of the known events that cause these diagnoses that we're all walking around with developmental trauma includes abuse, neglect, losing a family member, bullying, community trauma, financial and housing distress, family divorce, physical health complications, vicarious trauma, and so, so much more. If you're listening to this podcast and you feel like I'm talking about you, then I'm glad you're here and I am talking about you. I'm talking about you and I'm talking about the millions of human beings out there who feel lost, sitting in their life, carrying around these massive weights of trauma that have existed for decades, going, what the hell am I supposed to do with all of this? How am I supposed to let this go and find out who I really am? And while I can't give you the exact answer to that, Every episode in this podcast is going to help you figure out what the answer to those questions are for yourself. So keep listening. Now, let's talk about what happens when our genes affect our environmental behaviors, which in turn affect our genes, and those affect our environmental behaviors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So here's an example. And note that the pattern goes back farther than where I've chosen to start, but I needed to start somewhere. So we have a female, a pregnant mother who is genetically and environmentally predisposed to be anxious for a number of reasons, which we won't get into. While in the womb, her child is exposed to increased stress hormones and a lack of nutrition because the mother's anxiety makes it too difficult for her to manage her own self-care. When her child is born, the mother's mental health issues contributed to her lack of social and familial supports because she tended to push people away the mother and child struggle. The child obtains the behaviors and feelings of anxiety from the mother. And due to the lack of social exposure, the child develops isolative tendencies and an inability to read social cues and then begins to develop low self-esteem. This child then turns to drugs and alcohol as a teenager to cope with her stressful childhood experiences and in turn places herself into very traumatic situations. Becoming pregnant herself at a young age The cycle continues as the trauma caused from the drug use has led to eating disorders and a tendency for the new mother to abandon her child at home alone to find her next fix to numb her own childhood pain, thus causing her child a similar type of pain. This is the story of so many people around the world. This is the story of the person standing in front of you at the grocery store, the person arguing with you about wanting to wear and not wanting to wear a mask the person you love, and perhaps the person you hate. We're all walking around making decisions for ourselves, our world, and those around us with these long lineage-based traumas and struggles to no avail, to no end, until we stop and we say, what is really controlling me? What is underneath my conscious awareness? How can I surface it and explore, even if it's going to be painful? And that's what this podcast is for, to remind you to do the work and to help guide you in whatever way it ends up guiding you. Now let's get something straight. It's not all about mothers. It's not all about childhood experiences. It's not all about genetics, but it's very important to understand that developmental trauma, meaning difficult experiences and adverse experiences that we have gone through as children in the early years of our lives have affected who we are today. And every experience that children are having around the world and every moment that they're experiencing is creating the next generation. That's why this is so important to talk about. We are the children of the past and the world's children today. Well, they're the adults of the future. What we've been through in our lives has been brutal. It's hard to even imagine in totality the pain and suffering each person listening to this podcast experienced before the age of 12. It's so incredibly disheartening and we can stop it. You can stop it. As much as genetics and our biology give us our potential personality and inner workings, our environment decides if that happens or not. We are adults now and we can change our environment enough so that our childhood-activated biology diminishes and we feel free from the blueprint of our life pre-written by the choices of those who came before us. And more importantly, if you're a parent listening to this who has had childhood trauma and is afraid to pass it on to their children, then you should know. Research shows that if you are attuned and attentive to your child, if you can provide your child the nurturing that they deserve, then you can override the genetic and biological predisposition that your children may have to disorders. You can be the change and end the multi-generational pattern of sequential distress. I listed out for you what some of the types of developmental traumas are, but here is a simple, straightforward definition for you to remember. Developmental trauma is when something brutal and devastating occurs in your childhood that alters your perception forever. The event ends, but we are forever changed. It shocks our nervous system and jolts us far beyond where we once stood in our lives and in our existence. If you feel safe enough to do so, review your history and explore for moments in which this feeling, the feeling that I just described stands out for you. So many times we hold in these moments and we only think about them when our life forces us into moments unexpected and undesired and usually when we could really use some free mind space and not a flashback to one of the worst times in our lives. If you're looking back at this moment, do yourself a favor and acknowledge that what you're looking at is the answer. What you're looking at is the answer to your why questions, like, why am I like this? Why can I never do this or that? And it's the answer to your how questions, like, how am I going to get better? And how did my life end up like this? Looking at our developmental trauma shows us where the road kinked and where we started off on this journey in a direction that we never asked for, down a path we never dreamed of. Here are some of the signs of developmental trauma, something to look for in yourself, your children, and any children that you may have in your life, taken from Bessel van der Kolk's profile. One, there is a pervasive pattern of dysregulation Two, the child has a hard time paying attention and concentrating. And three, the child has an inability to get along with themselves and with others. The dysregulation looks like inconsistent moods, tantrums, panic, aggression, self-harm, dissociation, isolation, and completely flat affect at times. There is no ability to connect and align with the world around them, or the world within them. This is my story. Is it your story too? When I was growing up, I had such inconsistent moods. I was completely and utterly disconnected from myself, my family, and my world. While much of my childhood was out of my control, my responses to my childhood made it much worse, and for much further past my formative years. We tend to blame ourselves for who we are, especially at a young age, we judge ourselves on our personalities, our behaviors, how smart we are, how many friends we have, what our house looks like, if our parents are married, and so on. Most of us are not taught about the constructs of our mind and how our mind subconsciously protects us in some really incredible ways. What we think about ourselves based off of our developmental trauma and what we think about our world based off of our developmental trauma was literally curated to protect us from being harmed again. Until we take a moment to awaken and to show ourselves the pain and the fear, the distrust and the hurt that is unconsciously creating the world around us, we continue to suffer from ignorance. Ignorance, we are completely unaware of. If you have developmental trauma, it's likely that many of the aspects of yourself that you wish were not there and that others perceive as problematic likely stem from your childhood experiences. Being told you're too clingy, perhaps it's because your caregivers ignored and neglected you emotionally, even unintentionally, have unexplained physical pain, Perhaps it's because your nervous system holds a pattern of stress and anxiety-based hormonal releases that have changed your internal workings and affected various parts of your body for decades. Feel worthless? Perhaps it's because it's your mind's way of making sense of the trauma you went through as a child, even though the feeling of worthlessness makes it even getting out of bed a struggle. We adapt and we survive. If you're listening to this podcast, you've survived. You've survived it all. I'm proud of you and all those parts of yourself and your behavior that you so despise, they are aspects of your ability to survive. I know you want to be better, do better, feel better, see the world as better. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you see that you're not bad and neither is the world. Yes, bad things have happened. And to many of us, when we were really young, but there's still goodness out there. I promise you that it took me decades to see it, but it's there. In my childhood, before I could see that there was goodness within me and within the world, my life consisted of a constant search for reassurance from anyone and everyone. Even into my early to mid twenties, I was dysregulated, chronically anxious, and didn't want to talk to anyone or go anywhere. Even the slightest inconvenience set me off because I felt so incredibly out of control of my life and my own mind. My peers made fun of me, judged me, lacked acceptance of me, and I get it. We're really not taught how to take care of ourselves or others when we aren't truly taken care of by our own caregivers. It's a vicious cycle. And even if we aren't within our own cycle, we are affected by the cycle of others every single moment. So what's helped me? What has brought me to where I am today and what may help you move to where you'd like to go? Awareness, acceptance, trust, love, self and other compassion, educating myself and really understanding how my mind works subconsciously and consciously. And before that resilience and my ability to survive, I had a willingness to push through I could see why everything happened and was happening around me it used to be to my detriment making me believe that the world was a terrible place but I transformed it into my strength my ability to see all of the whys and the hows is a benefit not a curse this is the case for you too. while there is nothing we can do about the pain and suffering we have experienced in the past. We can do our best to prevent suffering altogether in the present and in the future, and we can prepare to accept whatever pain may come as well. So, we start by looking at the surface. We look at our behaviors, and our thoughts, and feelings, and we look at our intuition, and where all of these things may have been altered by our childhood and early life experiences. We dive deep. Now let's do another example you have anxiety. How does it show up? It shows up as physically holding your breath, your heart racing, feeling panicked, having your mind go blank and into fear at the same time, thinking something is out to get you, that you're out of control, that this or that always happens, that you're not good enough, and that things are never going to get better. All of that shows up on the surface, and then you're given a diagnosis of an anxiety disorder problem solved? Absolutely not. What is below the surface? Deep down within the constructs of your conscious awareness in your subconscious and your unconscious are experiences of being upset and ignored, of wanting love and seeing your caregiver leave for the night without asking how you're doing. Experiences of being laughed at by peers for not having what they did And experiences of being physically, emotionally, sexually, or mentally harmed against your will. Any experience that told us that we were physically or psychologically in danger created our responses to the world that we enact today. And any that occurred when you were a child, when you really were not in control of your own life, likely fueled many of the behaviors you experience today and the continued exposure to stress, anxiety, and trauma. That you find yourself in learning about the fact that your unconscious is showing should not be embarrassing it should not be something to be ashamed of or frightened of nothing changes when you bring it into the light other than a movement towards a more free life yes exposing your pain and suffering hurts but in all honesty you're likely already hurting it's time for you to start healing healing from developmental trauma takes time Effort, trust, love, new experiences, interpersonal connections, willingness, and an ability to be uncomfortable. Healing is not comfortable. Exploring your unconscious is certainly not comfortable. There's a reason that your mind pushed those things down there, and it's going to take a lot of work to get them out and to change the outcomes that resulted from them especially ones you've been walking around with for decades of your life. When we've experienced developmental trauma, we see the world as a threat in one way or another, either not having control as a threat because it led to us being abused or having control as a threat because ever speaking our mind led to us being abused. We see ourselves as helpless in a harmful world and we hide away. Whether that be physically isolating, socially adapting to whatever people need or want around us, or psychologically dimming our true nature and our true light because we never, ever want to be harmed again. The greatest effort we can put forth in our life is to understand and accept the fact that what happened, happened. And while we can't do anything to change that, We are biologically and psychologically capable of adjusting into a newly forged future of our choosing. We can change our biochemistry. We can create new brain circuits and physiological responses that make us feel safe. We can trust and we can love again. I promise you that you can, and you will meet people who validate the statement that not everyone will hurt you. Not everyone is out to get you. And not everyone is damaged, like you think you are, because you're not damaged. Things have happened, and you've protected yourself. You've survived. New experiences will help you see that. Everything that I shared during this roughly 30-minute episode flows through my mind every single moment of every single day in some form or fashion. I really can't help but think about the vast number of reasons that someone could be tailing me on the freeway when we're stuck in dead traffic, why someone may be incapable of seeing all others as equal, or why someone may be incapable of seeing the goodness of a given situation and instead mistake it as withholding, selfish, or tarnished. Everyone's unconscious is showing, and when you explore your own, you get even better at seeing other people's. But be weary. This can cause you to either become an extreme cynic, seeing everything as messed up and everyone as damaged, or it can cause you to have compassion for both yourself and everyone around you. I know because I went from the former to the latter within the last few years. Diagnoses are labels for present day symptoms. Present day symptoms are survival techniques for past, present, or predicted future physical and psychological pain, physical and psychological pains are the unconscious creators of our belief system and our belief system controls our lives. It's time we take that control back. It's time we reduce the blame on ourselves that we are the way that we are. And we, and everyone around us just has to deal with it. It's time we felt safe enough to explore our past to see how and why we developed the way that we did, starting with our early years and what we were taught about ourselves, our family, society, and the world at large. It's time that we find our truth. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to my future episodes wherever you have found this first one and follow me at the period truth period doctor on both Instagram and TikTok. This podcast also has a special Instagram at the handle your unconscious is showing. I also have an online mental health community and educational platform where I create courses on mental health topics such as anxiety, the subconscious, childhood trauma, anger, forgiveness, depression, and many more. You can find that at thetruthdoctor.com. My name is Dr. Courtney Tracy, and it has been an absolute pleasure to share my mind and my truth with you. Until next time, remember, your unconscious is showing, but it's okay, because like I said, so is everybody else's.